Welcome back. I'm Kim Darling. She's Fabiana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. I'm still a little bit raspy in the voice, but we will continue on. Today we want to talk about and revisit a topic that we have covered in the past, but we've got some other thoughts we want to share with you on it today. Rethinking a project, reviewing a project and making a decision to stop progress on a project or stop it altogether. What we want to look at today is... Do you have the responsibility to make those decisions? What do you base those decisions on? How do you communicate those decisions? And how much rethinking goes into revitalising a project? Where is the return on that investment in terms of the project, in terms of the team? Too many times we have a project that at the time of that project being approved, gone through all the right processes, we had a, a reason for starting the project, we had a clear expected outcome, we have a budget, we commit the resources. Most of the times that end up with the right results and at the end of the project, but sometimes things happen during the projects, unforeseen things, either change at the big picture level or change to priorities, budgets, resourcing, whatever. I think the first step is is never to be afraid to stop and think, is this still relevant in, in view of the change? So firstly, what changed? Does that change impact the project? If so, how? Is it means we've got to do it faster? <laughs> Does it mean we've got to do it differently? The right people to make that decision are the people who, A, um, initiated the project, the project team, and whoever decided the major change or, you know, what is that major change. The other thing is sometimes it's not really about stopping the project altogether. As Kim said, it's can we rethink it? Is it something we could do differently or concentrate on different aspects of it? Or would you say maybe the timeline might change? Mm -hmm. Everything else stays the same, but now we can push it out? Or, as I said earlier, bring it forward because it's to fit in with a new direction and bigger picture. Or break it up into smaller projects, break it up into to more manageable chunks, send it out to different areas, resource it differently. A whole range of things that you could look at in terms of rethinking a project. But I think the, the bottom line has to be that if this changes because you've been monitoring the projects along the way and it's not meeting, the targets that you've set along the way and you get a, a sense that it's not ever going to meet the targets that you've set despite the resources that you might put into it, despite the rethinking that you might do and, and the creativity that you might bring to the project in terms of trying to get it to its, its goals, is it time for you to rethink the, the goal of the project and to discuss that or is it time to rethink the project as a whole and say that it's not ever going to work. And I think that's a very difficult decision to make because it's very difficult to differentiate between we were told that we had to meet these targets, we're not going to meet them, so do we continue on and not meet them but get close and is close enough good enough or do we just say, no, we're not going to meet them, we won't put any more resources to this task, we'll stop right now. And that's the hard balance to look at and to try and determine where your responsibility lies, where the organisational need resides 
and how do you address that and how do you address it in terms of communicating your feeling as the team leader to the rest of the team who might think that they can, if not get to the target, at least get close and that close enough is pretty good, is should be good enough in this sense because of all of the resources that have gone into it and they couldn't have done any better if they tried and so this is perhaps the targets were set too high or set in the wrong places originally and so what should have happened at this point rather than stop the project is rethink the targets and, and are you in a position to be able to do that? It would be at that very point is what Kim said earlier, you can stage it. You could say, yes, we didn't get to do all of it but we're close enough and good enough for it to be functional and get the payback. So we'll call it stage one. And we will a, communicate absolutely, not just to within the team, but to all the users that are going to use it and the stakeholders and explain that, look, for now, we think this is enough to get the payback because there is other things happening, like another system is being introduced or, or priorities or redirecting resources, whatever that may be. And so stage two can, in fact, wait till um, next financial year or quarter, the next quarter or whatever might be workable. The most important thing is to get the right input on in, in that decision-making from within and from the stakeholders and from the user and user as well. So a couple of important things for me at that point when you rethink a project and you determine that you're going to break it up and put it into stages or you're going to continue with the project and not meet the original target, but meet a target anyway that you have re-established, is that you don't communicate excuses, that there are no excuses that need to be communicated, that you have simply reviewed the project and that this is the target now. No other qualifiers and no other, definitely no other excuses. I'm, I'm very much into the no excuses. You know, we take responsibility, we make the decisions, this is what we do. And the second thing is that if you do rethink those targets and you reset those targets, that they are celebrated. That the fact that you have been responsible enough to look at the progress of the project and determine that it's going to meet this stage and not the original target that was set when you didn't know what the, was going to really be involved in the process. And so you've done the responsible thing and looked at it all the way through and said, no, that, that's not achievable. These things are achievable and you celebrate them, and it's positive, and it's reinforced, and it goes out to everyone regardless of how their involvement is affected by the project or the changes in the project, that you celebrate those new targets that you're going to reach. If for some unforeseen reason you decided the project has to be stopped and, I guess, die <laughs> altogether... Never underestimate that feeling of the project team that worked so hard. And most times when people are working on projects, they're doing a lot of extra work in addition to their business-as-usual jobs. They would feel pretty devastated and let down, even though they might know. So again, take that into account in both communication and the reason, honest reasons, no excuses of why the project, and it's no reflection on them. It's not that they did anything wrong. It's an organisation decision, but why? The other thing is it's important for everybody else who is not involved in the project because you will have other projects. Some people are going to be thinking, 
I don't want to go and work all these hours and put extra and see no results for my hard work and end up caning it. I wish you all were going to carry it on this time. That confidence in knowing why you embark on a project and that you're going to commit to the end, but it's got to be good leadership when you realize you can't throw good money um, over bad and, and there's a mistake or there's a change beyond your control and you have to call it and you have to call that, sorry, but we have to can this project. I think if you're truly managing a project, you start out with targets, with goals in mind. See, I said both words. How, how <laughs> responsible am I being today? Yes. So you start a project and you have these targets that you're going to meet, that you've set for the project, but obviously you're going to have reviews all the way along the way. And I think it is your responsibility to the team and the team's responsibility to the project to be honest at those reviews and to not say, yeah, yeah, we're, we're on track, we're on target, we're doing this, we're doing that, but to identify right from the start where the short-term targets are not met or are met in a different way to the way that you expected them so that everyone is aware of what is happening and you will think, find that when a project does get derailed for whatever reason, that the team pretty well knows that that's the case and all they want is reassurance that they have all done everything that they could to meet the original targets that were set and that they are all being equally responsible for getting it as far as it has got. Any project management involves regular updates. Frequency of updates is something you agree up front and to whom and the format in which it's communicated. This is really, really important because a lot of people think, well, I'm doing the work, I haven't got time to update. It's really important because everyone is across what you're doing in the project and where you're at and give them the opportunity to maybe help by giving you information or material or doing the testing for you, as well as knowing if for whatever reason it had to be changed or stopped, then they already know why and they travel the journey with you. Updates are very, very important, so all parties who are directly or not at all involved are across the project. If it's a major project, then it's warranted. Again, it's about those reporting points being relevant. So that it's not just about, here's the checklist, tick everything off that has been finished or that you're working on or that is at a stage where you need to, to tell us. It's not a report that says, oh, well, we've, we've done the last 30 days, we've filled out this many forms, we've done this many interactions, what, whatever the, the parameters are. It's not a statistical reflection. It is more a progression reflection so that you're looking at the, all of this this body of things needed to be done to get us to a point where we can do the next body of things. Are we at that point? Do we need to rethink it? Do we need to brainstorm how we're going to approach the next bit because we really don't think that the results we're getting now is going to help us do the next bit? And it's not just about reporting backwards, but it's about projecting forwards and, and looking at whether you're going to get to that point with the activity that you've got now it's a bit like when you're driving and you look at the fuel gauge and you say oh I've got another 600 kilometers to go is there enough fuel in this tank to get me where I'm going or will I need to stop will I need to refuel will I need to have a break whatever else it is no different in a project and so we shouldn't just report on what we've done 
but we should be reporting on what we've done on the basis of how that is going to help us with the next things that we have to do because that's where you will start to identify where there might be issues of resourcing or process or practicalities that you can rethink and that you can rejig and you can call in extra resources or you can outsource or you can do in some other way that will help you pass what might seem to be roadblocks at this point when you're just looking back. When you're talking to your project team, don't forget how important it is to talk to those on the team that are external to your organisation. They could be consultants, contractors, etc. It's very important that they realise, not more, more than realise, understand intimately why the project is taking a different direction, if it is, whether it's accelerated or whether it's extended or whether it's stopped. And that is because your company's reputation is very important. You're going to need those resources to work on other projects in the future. And they don't want to say, oh, this company is unreliable. They start, they don't finish. I don't want to work for them. I'll just go work for another company. Again, it's important because otherwise you'll end up with second best if you don't treat the externals as well as you treat your internal people as well. I think we probably covered that sufficiently for you today. So thanks for being with us again. If you've got any thoughts on how you have dealt with the rethinking of projects or the re-resourcing or the stopping of projects, please drop us a line. But for today, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Executive.